Hello, people of Hamilton. If you've liked this podcast, if you've come up to me on the street and told me good words, I just want to say I love you. Thank you to all the listeners and thank you for the positive feedback. I got the best hobby in the world. And guess who came to see me? Mike Villani. Mike is the president of the Lions Club. They do incredible things. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but I think after you listen to this podcast, you might be motivated to join them or maybe even help out with some of the things they do because uh, they're just incredible. Also, this podcast is about how Mike Villani dropped 130 pounds last year. I, He's a different person. He's an awesome person. He's always been awesome, but now he's awesome and he's in shape. Guys, I hope you enjoy this interview. Please welcome my friend, Mike Villani. The man who is half the man he used to be. (laughs) You dropped a bomb on me this morning, Mike. I'm glad you did that because if you didn't tell me that and I just saw you at the door... You're like, who, who the heck is this guy? I would have been like, who is this? <laughs> I'm about to do an interview. It would have thrown me through like a loop-de-loop. I wouldn't have been able to do this interview. Oh, thank you. How much weight did you lose? Um, I lost uh, about 140 pounds since uh, April of 2018. So it's been, it's been 17 months, about. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's an incredible amount of weight to lose in... In like what, just a little over a year? Yeah. Well, the actually the hundred and forty probably came in a year uh, since April. It, uh, it, it's um, I, I've changed the way I work out to include uh, back to the to the gym and the weights and things like that. It, for the first year, it was it's just it, I I had a, a commercial grade elliptical, and it was uh, it just started off with. Um, uh, a uh, uh, crazy diet. I've been up and down my whole life, but it was it was a diet of like I was limiting myself to like a thousand, twelve hundred calories, and uh, doing like five minutes on the elliptical in the morning, and you know just trying to see you know can I do that? And then when you get to the point where uh, you know when you're done the elliptical and you don't feel like you really did it, you know you bring up the time. But uh, yeah, it started like that for the first like thirty days or so I had a obviously a significant drop mostly you know with everything else it's um when everybody it's funny with diets and everything and people talk about it it's like oh you know I lost uh you know 10 pounds in one week and everybody knows it's mostly water anyway you know right uh, yeah and it's easy to lose uh, the more you have um so no it was after about like the first 30 for 35 days I started plateauing I'm like how the heck can I plateau if I'm working out, eating 1,200 calories, and but my body just started shutting down and taking whatever I was eating and just holding on to it. Wait, the first 35 days? Yeah. After. Whoa. Yeah, I just plateaued. It just I couldn't lose anymore, um, and I started to get discouraged. But because I was going on my old way of dieting, hey, no carbs, no fat, just lean and bland. no carbs and no fat. Yeah. Yeah, so it gets talking it, about parsley. <laughs> <laughs> well, like yeah, it's like you go to a restaurant, right? And it's like you know, I'll just have a couple great leaves and a puff of steam, you know, type <laughs> of thing. You know, so. you cut out carbs and fat. That's like that's, yeah, I mean, was, just cutting out carbs. 
it, that really limits what you can order on a menu. Right there. Really, I didn't go out. I, like I, I, I was more of a, of a shut in for a while. But so when I plateaued and I was like, got about ready to give up. And uh, so my wife, who you know, so she had a book uh, sitting on her end table for like about a year. Year. Uh, it's Haley Pomeroy. It's called the Fast Metabolism Diet. So it's it's basically uh, carb cycling. So every every uh, the week is broken out into phases. Uh, phase one is Monday, Tuesday. Phase two is uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Phase three is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Phase uh, one, uh, phase one, Monday, Tuesday, you eat complex carbs. You know, uh, steel cut oats, things like that. Uh, brown rice. Um, phase two is uh, no carbs, and phase three is very little complex carbs and healthy fats, avocados, oils. Things like that. And you're cycling every week. Every week, you just continue that the, the cycling, and then that is when my body kicked in. And I've I never. I've heard of the book. Uh, I've just heard it mentioned, but I never knew exactly what it entailed. And that's yeah, it's pretty complex. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot to get started because you have a whole list of things of foods that you can eat. And then you just, I mean, I can obviously do the the, the uh, diet by by brain memory now, but it's. It's a, a cycling that way, and it gets your body just trained. Oh, I eat, I'm eating carbs. I'm eating carbs. Oh, maybe I'm not eating carbs. And then you introduce the healthy fats, and that matriculated into a, a lot of uh, weight loss. And again, it was like big bowls of food, veggies, protein, complex carbs, and 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 uh, you know, as I increased the elliptical workout, um, the you know the weight just started coming off. This is the healthiest diet I've ever been on. I started. I had, you know, a scare a while ago, but this started like, you know, I had high blood pressure. I, I was a type 2 diabetic. Um, I, and uh, I had uh, high cholesterol and triglyceride levels. Um, and my doctor, she wanted to put me on all the, all the things. I said, I'll do the blood pressure, but let me see if I can control the, the other, the, all of them. Did, was this all <clears throat> that was a lot man i got a lot of questions for, i'm sorry well, yeah. I, no you're good you're good i just uh, okay so that moment was that over years you were getting this news or did you just come to the doctors they did some blood work and they're like whoa well we I, I i finally in april of 2018 I, I it was time for me to go to the doctor it's been like over a year or so since i went and i knew we were going to do blood work and i knew it wasn't going to be good you know so that's when you're like, okay, so what? What is next? What do I do? You know, what do I do to fix this? I'm not a big fan of medicine uh, to to fix health problems. Like, you know, if you have high cholesterol, you should be able to fix it. If you have high, sh if you have sugar issues, you should be able to fix it's it. It's a pretty American way, right, to use pills just to yeah, fix it, these things. A lot nowadays. of people I know that are diabetic, either type one or type two, they use the insulin as a crutch to eat. Bad it's food. so awful, man. And it's it, so and awful. And insulin is a um, is a inflammatory, and it makes your organs inflame. So when you're taking raw insulin like that, so the agreement I have with my doctor, let's try it. And fast forward, um, so I'm no longer. Uh, uh, well, you're always a diabetic once you're diagnosed as a diabetic, but I no longer have sugar issues. My, my my sugar reads somewhere in the 70s 80s consistently uh whether it's after a meal or not i have no high blood pressure anymore where was it when it started the 70 80s is now oh i was in i was in the two three hundreds uh with my sugar um yeah went back back then 
So I was at a, I was at a critical point, but now I'm like in 70 Whoa. consistently. Uh, I don't have high blood pressure anymore. My cholesterol is perfect. Uh, my triglycerides are perfect. All by just I take one year later. One year, one year, yeah, one year later. This is a really unbelievable story, man. Well, yeah, well, that's it's it's something that you know that you know when I tell it, it almost sounds like when people ask you, you know, oh, what have you been doing on your diet? It's so hard to wrap it up. It, you can't treat it like an elevator speech. It's not something you can say, okay, we're going to start on the first floor. When we get to the 50th floor, I'll be done telling you the story. Well, that's what we're here for, yeah, bro. Right, you we know, got two so. microphones and all the time in the world, dude. <laughs> I mean, people should be really interested in this. I mean, <clears throat> coming from someone who used to see you on a regular basis a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, you were a different guy then. You've, I mean, as far as you're as nice as ever, but at the same time, when I would talk to you, I mean, you didn't have the same liveliness that you have now. Oh, no. The same energy that you mm-hmm. have now. Just your skin tone, the the way you walk, everything. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's just a different person. No, I appreciate I'm not saying, it. I'm not saying I stood there and, like, I critiqued everything you were doing. I'm just saying when you walked in the door, I was just like, <laughs> who is this dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know what? I want to remind real quick, too. So for when, um, And I want to, uh, uh, want to take a step back and just congratulate you on all your success. Because I remember, it's funny, uh, doing this now uh, with you reminds me of when, uh, when you first took over, Reed. And you know, you came to our house because my wife was working with working for you guys for a while, and you know, we were watching your kids, and you were very nervous about doing this and taking this on. And I just remember telling you, dude, just be yourself. Hamilton will adjust itself if you do what you do, and you show that you love what you do. It you'll fit in to the community. You were very nervous about that at the time, you know, and uh, it makes me happy to see that that the community has accepted you. Uh, the way we knew that they would accept you. Did you know? Because hold on, now that you this wasn't supposed to come till the end of the podcast, oh, brother. My bad, dude. Look at my copious notes over here. Oh yeah. Special thank you. That was supposed <laughs> to be at the way end. If I snake my notes around like this. Well, I jumped ahead. I'm sorry because it's just a well. Long let me time tell coming. you. <clears throat> let me tell you. I'm I'm very grateful for you. Um, I don't think you realize that that moment between me dropping off Casey and talking to you and me picking him up it was me talking to you as it like I, we just met like you know I wouldn't say acquaintance but like I felt like I was talking to a buddy of mine who's being real with me mm-hmm. as opposed to everyone else who you know had met me for the first time people were weary rightfully so there's yeah. this new guy coming watching their kids um, but you were the guy that I could see and you'd be telling me like look man hang in there and like I, you saw me man I was you were a little bit of a mess you could say yeah. but like you're one of those guys who told me like look just keep on trucking and i'm not gonna lie man there were times where like you would close the door and i'd be driving away and i'd be like oh he knows i'm not gonna make it he's thinking <laughs> to himself <laughs> he's thinking i'm doomed no listen <laughs> from someone who uh, was born in hamilton uh, one of the last people that were ever born here in hamilton at kessler uh, i lived in this town i don't work in this town i don't spend a lot of time in this town i shop i go to the gym in the town but my time here is more you know outside of the town but i'm familiar i went to school in the school system here i'm aware how the town functions you know i'm more of a behind the scenes kind of guy in that way i don't i i know that there's cliques and there's people and there's groups and you know people will say this and people will say that i stay out of that mess you know i don't get involved in that thing i got enough things to to do in my life well that's why i have the shows for people like you who are behind the scenes 
but you do a lot, which we'll get into later. Yeah, and so that's, and again, I just wanted to say that, and, you know, congratulations on your daughter for having three <laughs> boys and a girl. It's it's a whole f- a fantastic thing, and yeah, I, I knew you were nervous, and it's just, it's long overdue for me to congratulate you on your success. I get uh, a genuine joy watching you do what you do, even just, just just via Facebook, just watching what you do and how you do for the kids, and it, it's, uh, it's, it makes me happy. Uh, you know, um, we're still friends um, with the former owner here. Yeah, I just saw her this weekend. Yeah. Shout out Miss Dina, still yeah, want you on the show. She, still want you on the show. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. And, you know, I, 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 you know, my wife Becky is still really good friends with her. But we are so happy, you know, for all your success here. And, uh, and then you fit in, like, like beautifully. Like, you've always been here. So that's awesome. Oh, uh, dude. Coming from you, man, that's like a full circle kind of thing for me. So it, that means a lot. And yeah, I, cool. I definitely want to say thank you for being there for us. Those um, those yeah. first, no, I want to say like a year because you were also watching Casey. I could yep. go into it. This is about you, man. Uh, that's why I was going to save it to the end because this became about me. But I just want to say you're such a good man. Thank you so no, much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sam. Uh, the definitely you. a time I needed you. Um, let's go back to the diet thing because I know that uh, I've been going through my own diets like everyone else you yep. know, through the whole life <clears throat> but I, I know that one thing that's remained consistent is knowing that you always have to kind of like trick your body into uh, is that the idea behind this diet that you're on is that each day you're doing something new so your body never gets used to anything it's it's yeah it's um now that uh, now that since uh, April I started going to Planet Fitness uh, and I love it there um, for a couple of reasons but um the the thing with the diet is you know I, my goal is to now I'm incorporating a lot more protein in the diet more than probably you know nor, a normal person should do in a day um, strictly because I'm looking to I'm, I have another goal in mind you know I, I turned 50 in May you know so it's uh, you're 50 I will be in May right. you know so um, it's weird for me because you look younger to me now than you did when I met you, so it's throwing me off. I feel I feel a lot younger. Um, and thank you. So yeah, so um, the diet basically is it's just it's just a consistent yeah just get the cycle going, get your body craving you know the carbs, but you know deprive it and just you know um, I, I my goal every day is to I always say the hardest part of the day is getting up out of bed to go to the gym. You know, it's just get those first. Do steps. you do that first thing in the morning? I am up either at quarter to five. I'm at I'm at Planet Fitness anytime between five and five a.m. on uh, on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Wait, between what? I think you said five and five a.m. Five. I'm sorry, five a.m. and five thirty a.m. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm there somewhere in between there. Um, four days a week, it's two plus hours. It's ninety minutes of of weight. Yeah, it's ninety minutes of weights and thirty minutes of cardio. I'm slacking, Mike. <laughs> and wait, wait, what, two hours? What are you doing? That wait, do you say an hour and a half, two hours? What do you say? Uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays is ninety minutes of weights, uh, body parts. You know, you know, everybody's got the whole back trap spies. You know, I did my bias today. Yeah, me too. Oh, right, back yeah. trap spies and all that. Yeah. So yeah, so then uh, Wednesdays is uh, abs and battle rope and an hour of cardio, probably elliptical. And Saturdays are abs and some touch-up weights wherever I felt like, you know, I want to touch up in an hour. How do you know how to do all this? I've been, see, that's what's funny is that ever since I was uh, in the summer of 8th and ninth grade, I decided I want to play football in Hamilton. So I started weight training then. I've been, just like my whole life, up and down in weight. I've been up and down in weight training in the gym. (laughs) You know, know, I've had, uh, when I met Becky at 20, uh, when I was 23, I probably muscular physical i was probably in the best shape of my life you know i was 23 
you know um but you know <laughs> kids and you stop and you become lazy and then you know whatever this um i haven't i i when ryan my oldest son was born um it's been 13 years since i've done anything physical like you know to be at the gym diet or anything i let myself 13 go years. 13 years 13 years 13 mm. years you know so what was there a moment where you just decided like screw it i'm, I'm gonna go on the elliptical or was this like all right in one week i'm gonna <laughs> go and get on there for five minutes well back in so i'm gonna rewind a little bit more so back in uh may of 2016 um uh, I had a life-changing event. I was in a really, really bad car accident. <gasps> I fractured my neck, my C5. Oh, I remember. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, okay. yeah, I fractured my neck. I spent uh, three pl- my whole su- the whole summer, because it happened on May 17th, and there's an ironic story, on 561, right over the bridge, um, up there. On it, on, yeah, yeah, Lisa and I have driven over it and, and, like, pointed, and pointed out, yeah. like, yeah, this has, yeah, and the I bridge. Had a, I had so. a big... Dodge uh, Ram Mega Cab and a guy in a little four door Toyota totaled my truck. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. So um, the, it was Not one of those. Possible. It was one of those things. It was one of those things where the cops showed up, and said, "Okay, we got a dead person here." You know, it's like he hit the side of, of my truck, my side. Whoa. I slid all the way over to the guardrail, hit that. Um, was Becky here when it happened? She oh, was going to do something, I think, with you guys or yeah, something. Yeah, something. I just being in touch with her. Yeah, and oh, that was crazy. Yeah, though. so I was. Yeah, I, I and so they took me there, fractured my neck. Um, so C five was fractured in a Miami J collar for the whole summer. Um, they were still fifty fifty whether they were going to operate on me or not to to fuse it. But reason why they decided not to is I was too heavy. So I the, the the at that time I was I, I weighed too, too much too heavy for surgery. Yes, because I was really big to put me under and that much stress. The doctor was like, "We're going to put you in the collar and see how you how you heal up." What's the fear that your heart can't handle it or that and the trauma that I was just under? You know, um, it, it was that the neurologist who is a great neurologist uh, down in uh, Summers Point area. Um, yeah, he was just like, let's just see where you are in, in three months and go from there. Fortunately, um, uh, after three plus months, the bone was healing nice. Um, it was, the, the vertebrae still misaligned, but the, the fracture was healing. So we kept on going. Um, so the I, I lost a little weight just because I couldn't really eat that well. Um, that's really that's all I did because he had this collar that hangs it's around. One way to lose weight. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So ironically, um, the next year in May, um, in, in 2017, on 561, a girl uh, um, with no license and no insurance ran a stop sign, and I t-boned her. And I got to an accident again. The say, the Wait, say, when was this? Say, repeat uh, that one year later in the same month on, on the same road on 561. So it, in, in May of, t- of May of 2017, I fractured my neck. In May of 2018, I got into another accident on the same road from an unlicensed, uninsured driver who, who ran through a stop sign. And obviously, I must have the invisible button mode hit on my car because it, she just didn't see me. And I ended up hitting her. And I made my neck. I, I, it, the, oh, no. I didn't fracture it again, but it just it got a little bit more misaligned. Oh no! So that caused. Is she okay? Uh, she was fine. Okay. Um, 
yeah, it seems like everybody gets in an accident with me. They're okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know. So, oh, but no. that that caused it. So that was like two years in a row of that. So, uh, basically, uh, working with my doctor, my neurologist, and all that, and he kept on stress, stressing to me, you need to lose weight because the, the the fat around your neck, how thick your neck is, the weight on your neck, you know, is is not good for the healing process. So it took me. Uh, going to him, you know, it took about a year or so. Then I was going to my regular doctor. I said, and he's still hemming and hauling about the procedure. And I just said, I got to do something. Uh, I, now I have, I'm, I'm trying how, to hear. How were you eating at the time? You mean like just. Like why were why were you so heavy? I know you weren't moving around a lot. Yeah, well, that's basically it. So you, you get you get lazy. Um, and it's, I, I wouldn't say, you know what, Sam, it's just it's it was portion control it was more portion because yeah. if you look at like what you would eat i'm not a savory guy and I, I don't whip out like fritos or chips i don't like really? that i'm a sweet eater okay you know i like the ice creams and the cakes and stuff like that but i also like if you make a good meal i may have more than one plate of it you know what I that's mean? the it's, biggest thing right it's portion it, control yeah so that's that's probably what it was so it just came between the two accidents the neurologist high blood pressure sugar um you know, triglycerides you know was becky worried about you very yeah very you know i i started with the whole sleep apnea thing you know you know maybe stopping breathing at night i have a i have a cpap machine next to my bed i don't use have to use anymore okay. um so it was just one of those things like what my whole thing was someone once told me once I, 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 so at this point i'm what 48 years old and and it's like how many I have two boys that, uh, that I love more than anything and a wife how am I going to depart this earth and what are they going to do Like, and then if I do die in my home this is what's running through my head how are they going to carry me out of here you know what I mean and what are they going to carry me out in you know what I mean so it's like all those things go through your head and then, and then I'm like um, someone said to me once it's like how many really overweight old people do you know mm. i never heard that one before but yeah you know so then i thought about i was like yeah i don't know many really obese or very overweight old people because your body can't handle it and it will your organs will start shutting down and you will if you don't take care of yourself this is what's going to happen so a lot of eye-opening events before that, did it weigh on you at all, or did you just think, hey, it I did, but I, 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 I just brushed it off day by day. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like, you know, I, sometimes at some point in your life, too, even up to that accident, uh, up to that accident in 2017, I never broke a bone in my whole I played football all through high school, played, you know, uh, pickup games, never broke a bone in my life. First broken bone, all of a sudden, hey, I'm invincible. You know, yeah. I, I can, you know, I can easily go like that. You know, and um, that was um, <laughs> my my uh, neurologist and my doctor. After I broke fracture my neck, said you were you were two millimeters away from your wife having to wipe your butt for the rest of your oh life. Oh my god! Because I was I was that close to severing uh, my, ver- uh, my my nerves. So okay, you've lost all this weight. You, dude, your shoulders too, man. Your shoulders are popping. You you are lifting, <laughs> huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, two-part question one is how has it affected 
your life with your family or just uh, in general? And two is, um, what's the end goal? Um, so it was funny is that when I told my boys that I was going to start uh, going on a diet, they just said, Dad, we love you the way you are and, you know, yada, yada. And I'm like, but you'll still love me and you're going to love the more what I can do with you guys. You know, Sam, I was a guy. I didn't want to go on vacations. I didn't want to go away because, again, I'm just an open book like I told you before. I, you know, I was always, if we go to an amusement park, can I get on that ride? So you didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, and I would take them, but, like, I couldn't go on the ride, or I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. And it's like it weighs on your mind. Like, you know, so when it's time, oh, let's go somewhere, you're like, okay, we'll go for the boys. But, like, inside, I'm like, I, I don't know if I should, uh, you know, I want to go, but what am I going to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was that. Uh, <laughs> so are you going to, like, all these places now? Yes. 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 yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we, yes. As you know, you tried to book me a few times. I'm like, no, dude, I'm here. You're no, all dude, over I'm the here. place. Yeah. I didn't realize you were out skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Um, Not yet. What have you guys been doing? Riding roller coasters? And yeah, we just go We just go do it. And, like, you know, it's we do whatever we need to do. So that was, that was the... That's rad. That's cool. That was the, 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 the thing. The end goal is... Um, by the time I turned 50, uh, I just have a certain... I, I stopped looking at the scale. Like I start ignoring the numbers now. You so, hear that, people? Stop looking at the scale. Yeah, I could definitely tell you that. Listen, I, I and that is the biggest thing. So if you get on the scale every day of the week, you're going to weigh something different. And that much I can tell you. And I don't... I, don't, I ignore the number because I, I go by this. How do your clothes feel? Are they looser? And because when you're making that transition from fat to muscle, and anyone who knows anything of that muscle weighs more than fat, and that's that's okay. And depending on how you're doing it and what you're taking in, you can put on more than 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 the average or whatever. But I stopped looking at the number, so there's no goal weight yeah. in mind, Sam. So, okay, so you're just uh, that's it, man. It's just go until I'm fifty. Just keep going. My mind, my goals when I'm fifty is. Someone once said to me at work when I told him I was doing this diet, and I said I want to get to the strength I was when I was 23 oh, when I met my dude. wife. Well, their their thing to me was, you need to set your goals more realistic. And I was like, you should never have said that because now you have just motivated me, brother. That's to, the first thing to, that came to my mind. But the, yeah. if you shh, go for it, man, <laughs> yeah, that, that what is, kind of weight are you trying to buy, hit, trying to hit? I don't know. Are you talking about like on the bench or what? Anything, you know, just. I always know by being off and on. I always knew where I was. That, um, your body definitely has a muscle memory, and it, it takes. Does, some, and but it, it also and has it, joints that yeah. don't work as well. well I tell you <laughs> what. Um, th there's a guy that on YouTube. Um, uh, his name is Jeff. Uh, uh, God, I'll never pronounce his last name, but he does Athlete X. He trained. He trained the the guy that. Um, uh, is he the guy who's all tattooed up? He draws on himself oh, with okay. marker. No, he, um, okay. He anyway. He he's very lean. He probably weighs, he weighs like a buck seventy, buck eighty, but he shows you a new way to lift. He puts science behind it, mm. and I'm all about the science. When, you know, when you do a hammer curl, he shows you a different way to do it that you would never think of before. When you do a shrug, he shows you a different way. Um, I've been watching him. He trained the guy that fought. Um, 
Apollo Creed's son in Creed Two, the, yeah. the big Russian guy. Yeah, the guy was jacked. Yeah, he trained him. He trained well Antonio Brown. He, that, that's another thing. But he trains a lot of people, and he has a lot of YouTube. So you go to him for education or for motivation? yeah? I learned from him, so I knew what to do at the gym before. But I, he actually, like I said, has has um, opened my eyes to doing it different. For being over forty, it's not about the max weight; it's about how you do it. Yeah. You know, I, I love the one thing I love about Planet Fitness is you know they call it a judgment-free zone. Sometimes I can't be judgment-free in my head when I'm watching people oh, do Michael, things. Are you judging people out there? I am. I am <laughs> quietly judging people uh, at Planet Fitness. So as long as as long as I don't judge out loud, the the, the someone's uh, gonna be on the, the alarm the no, alarm no, line. Picture this: someone's gonna be on their elliptical listening to this podcast right next to you. <laughs> hey, that sucker is he's judging me. No, he's judging me. No, when I mean judging, I mean I see a guy doing bench presses and he's only going down halfway. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see a guy doing hammer curls and he's rocking his whole body. Okay, you know what I mean. There's uh, definitely people out there who want to look like they're lifting more weight than they can really exactly lift. yeah i mean that's the thing like in, in, i don't and i when i see people go to the gym and they were in the spot i was 17 months ago i am so proud that they're there yeah. i'm like you're here and that's so awesome See, those are the people who are worried about being judged but in the end anyone who's like me like you we're just like yo welcome here yeah go kick some ass like yeah. do your thing no they come in and like i said all shapes and sizes there i love it uh you know you do have your people that do the, their pose downs in the mirror you can't help that and you're, you're never going to get away from seeing right. that at a gym and everything me i don't talk to anyone i may see some people i know i try and keep as quiet and to myself as possible me and you, I, me I, and you brother i put my headphones on put my classic rock on pandora on and i just go and go and go and go and i don't want to i my old ways of going to the gym i was in my 20s you'd be there for three hours but like you spend an hour of it bsing with someone yes like you're like did i even work out and that happens at the gym too you get guys who are just texting and then like you were here for an hour you texted for half dude i stay away yeah. from i'm the most i'm a very uh and you seem to be too like chatty kathy over here mm -hmm. me too but when it's at the gym, that's the only time I'm just like, stay away from me. Hey, I know you're my best friend. You too. Stay away from me. Yeah. Let me just get my workout in. Yeah. Listen, when I'm done and you want me to talk to you and you want me to stop your workout, I'll sit there and talk to you all day. Yeah. You know, but I, I have a job to do. Listen, I have to go to work eventually. You know, so I. We got kids, man. Yeah. This hour is precious moments. It is. It is, you yes. know. Yes. It it's is. It's not college anymore. <laughs> so that, that's that's basically where it ends it's up. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. So very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, man, I know. And, and you look you look great, but like also, uh, just I can tell the way you feel must be fantastic. And, I do. Uh, that for me at this point now, after I had a major injury this year, yeah, just like, you know, I'm 36. Bicep, right? Yeah, I was my pectoral muscle. Oh, your pec, yeah. yeah oh, I must have been there. It ripped it completely off the bone um, but now I'm working out differently now and I just ugh, I went from not working out at all for like six months to now being back at it and it's like whew, I'm back it feels you good know? doesn't oh, it? it feels so good yeah all right uh, you were the only guy who came here with notes I think <laughs> I think so far what do you, is there I have my own notes but bro force a habit with with job no, this is this is when you hit me with questions I have okay so these are to bounce off what I'm saying yes all right so my next I got to bring up the Lions I have no club. agenda yeah I, I'm just I'm, I got here. the agenda and I need to know about the Lions Club because you are El Presidente I, yeah well um, I am now a zone chair for the Lions so I oversee 
uh, about uh, six to seven different clubs in South Jersey um, just to make sure that uh, what they're doing uh, falls under the Lions service. Uh, I, I stopped being president uh, uh, for the Lions Club uh, July. July. Oh, it's very recent. Yeah, yeah I was there for two years. Um, it was very, it was very exciting. I've been a lion for I think just on five years, like maybe like four and a half, five years. I wasn't supposed to be president of the Lions Club. I volunteered to do it. I really like what they do. So the I, I remember listening to your podcast with Ben. So I, I know you, you're questioning. So what are the lions and what do they do? So here's here it is. So the lions have five service areas. Okay, the service pillars that we try to do for the community. Okay, so that's vision. Okay. Is I'll that what the Lions Club is, though? It's a service to community. It's a service to the community. So I'll explain. I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more on some of these. So we take care of uh, diabetes, uh, vision, hunger, um, pediatric cancer, um, and I'm missing one here. Diabetes, vision, hunger, pediatric cancer. You got to take better notes, Michael. Yeah, What's going I'm on? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, I remember, yeah. I was somewhere good there. So... Um, I must be missing, missing one. I can't believe I didn't. I could put it in the show notes. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> but the ones I want, the up. ones I want, the ones I want to key on um, is vision. So what we do is for the club, um, I helped the the club. There's a, there's a, um, a, a hand scanner out there called a plus optic scanner. So what it does is we go to elementary schools. It's very important when kids are six uh, months older or, or, and older that they get their eyes tested. And this isn't like an eye test when you used to go to the nurse, cover one eye, or she puts a blinky thing in there and you yeah. know, you're trying to see it. This device is a handheld device that you immediately put it to a kid that has a smiley face on it. You take a picture, they look in it, it does an infrared look into the eyes, and it can diagnose up to 30 different eye conditions. And it either tells you it's a pass or... What? Yes. It can either do a pass or refer. Well, we don't say what the problem is. Wait, hold on. Are you guys ophthalmologists? What are you no, guys doing? So that's this? that's a big thing. So here's the thing: we were trained on this device. I worked. It, the device is, is over five thousand dollars. I had uh, some uh, private donations done from people I uh, I'm, uh, I work with or work or um, that I deal with for work um, that help fund us for the Lions Club. We've done, we do the Hamilton Elementary School, St. Joe, Folsom. Uh, we're, br- we're branching out Buna, Mullica, um, uh, uh, and other school districts uh, in the area for the kids. Um, like I said, the result comes back in uh, pass or refer. Uh, if it's refer, we, the, we just uh, tell the school nurse and we just tell them they need to go, this child needs to go to an, an optometrist uh, to um, get further testing and you know see what the what the issue is. We don't we're not there to tell them what the issue is. We're just telling them that the device is recommending they go. Is the government involved in the Lions Club at all? No, no. or nothing. It's at all, all nonprofit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all nonprofit. So we we volunteer our time. And we do and we and we go out there and, and do that. So and uh, but it's is it just an is it an American thing? Is this oh it's Lions Club is international. It's all across the world. And so these clubs all around the world are doing have the same mission. They have the same mission that we do. So they do it obviously on a much grander scale. We handle our community but follow the same service areas. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's the one thing that we do. And that, like I said, that... That plus optic scanner has really—it literally takes. We could do a we could do a school of two hundred kids 
in like 20 minutes. Literally, we can just they just sit down in the chair like you're sitting right That's there. That's insane. We just snapped her. We just snapped the thing real quick. We get an instant result. Pass a refer. We write refer on the little list, and we send, we give it to the nurse when we're done. And then what we also do is if kid needs, uh, if a child needs glasses or a surgery, we will help get that funding to get them glasses that they can't afford the glasses. Um, wow. Or, or all that. So we, we do you know if this sir if, is there a Lions Club in Africa? Yeah, of course. There is. Yeah. Because, I mean, man, they need those medical. Yeah. I mean, some no, of those Lion, the Lions Club International is all over and touches everything. So the, then the other the other wonder thing I wanted to talk about um, was that's close to my heart is uh, since I was president, um, we deemed October Pediatric Cancer Month. So what we do oh. for that is I teamed up with St. Christopher's Hospital in Philadelphia, which deals with uh, um, kids with uh, pediatric cancer. Okay. So in October, uh, for the past two Octobers, um, the Lions and other donations, we, it's really important for them because those families don't have a lot of money because they're spending a lot of money on cancer oh treatment. Oh my gosh. So we stock up their food, food pantries to the point where it overflows. Do you, uh, how, do, how do you do this? We, for donations from the club and, and people, we, we just reach out uh, for our club and other clubs and to the community say, look, we're, we're making a collection. Uh, for food, canned foods, anything like that. We have a whole list of things that we go I will. Over. I will replay this. I'll, we'll do a commercial for it if we have to. I want people donating to this. This yeah. is huge. Well, th- we, we do that, and um, uh, I, we give a monetary donation uh, to help a family pay for their mortgage for a month at least uh, or so. It, it's it's 1000 it's a thousand dollars. I'm working on something a little bit different this year. Did you? Who chose? I mean, this. I is, did. You chose the the pediatric. Yeah, I man. chose. I, we 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 help. We Good help decision. We help pediatric. We do cancer as it is. I decided to find. Everybody does chop, right? You know. Yeah. Chop's the biggest one. I wanted to find another hospital that did it. That's not as big as chop and help them. So. I work with their nonprofit, which is of, of division of that hospital, which is called the Committee Committee to Benefit the Children, and we deal with them. So last year, aside from doing what we do now, oh, so when we do this in October, we go there on the the day before Halloween, and we deliver the food, and then we have a pizza party and hot dogs and milkshakes and all these kids that is a sin that have cancer. But you spent you, you we spend the like day a- there. And you spend time with these kids. Yes. Wow. They're them, their families, the doctors. And wow. uh, we, they do a trick-or-treat thing around the hospital, and we have candy we hand out to them and stuff. And their, their spirits that they're in really makes you humbled and makes you think about what you have because these kids who have cancer, and you know cancer is, is, is a very horrible thing, especially for kids. So yeah. we it's something to go and do. Is, uh, it, is this strictly Lions Club? Like, what if I wanted to come and, I don't know, lack we, of... We, we more than are willing. We're going up on the 30th. Uh, you're more than welcome to I would. Along. I think as long as... I mean, I'd have to... At you least have school have, that day, but, you know, it's school, I have four kids. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that, I mean, if, if it's possible, I would absolutely love to you, be able to You be have definitely been in a lot of costumes, so that would be... Oh, uh, you know, so that would talking be, about Batman might show yeah. up? <laughs> so it's really cool. And then what we did, one extra thing we did last year when we were up there... They asked us if we wanted to be a secret Santa uh, for a family that goes to the hospital. So their oldest daughter, who was uh, uh, 12 at the time, had leukemia or has leukemia. Um, so there's five kids. So you don't just buy for the girl that has leukemia. You buy for all five kids. So I challenged the Lions to let's – they had a whole list of 
three or four items of toys. Some were big ticket items, some weren't, um, to help give them a, uh, a really, really good Christmas. So yes, the lions came through that and we had I had pictures of my of my truck is packed full of toys and you know Becky sorted them out by kids and ages and clothes and these doll houses and uh, you know um, tablets and things like that and we went there and we we don't interact with the family we just go there you don't no we just go there and deliver and then the family shows up uh, for their little Christmas party and there's all these gifts oh for gosh. their kids you know it gives you goosebumps just thinking about it you know ghost, man making it's my a, eyes water a little bit yeah. like this is really um so that's what we did this year doing. and I want to do that again this year too I know when we go in October we're going to be asked to be a secret Santa again and that's uh, it's a normally when you say yes to those things you have to go through the board uh, uh at the lines and say I just my my, my Becky said yes before I could even say, well, let me ask the board. So I'm like, okay, we're committed, so we're doing it, you know. Oh, you know, could so. you get in trouble? Nope. Okay. No, no. <laughs> that would be We have wonderful, wonderful members in the Lions Club. You know what? They've really taken to doing this, um, you know, and, and, and going with what I wanted to do, and we're continuing the tradition because, you know what? It, it just – all I can picture in my mind was come Christmas, these kids had these toys – you know, I, 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 you know the address where they live, so you get to see like on Google Google Maps where they live in, in, in part of Northeast Philly that nobody wants to be, you know, and uh, um, it, to know that they woke up on Christmas and they got uh. everything that they wanted, you know, kills you. It just it just puts it just uh, does that, you know. It just makes you like wow. feel so cool, and that's that's the thing. But the problem, the challenge that we have is with the Lions is that. A lot of our members are, you know, we have 88 members. Um, a lot of them are in their 60s and 70s, mm. you know. Um, I try to, you know, in my 40s, try to become president. We try to recruit younger kids. Problem is, is that there's, it's hard to get kids, millennials, to do things outside well, hold on. Um, okay, because you said you wanted to talk about millennials, and we can definitely do yeah. that, man. Um, but are the people who are in their sixties and seventies? Did they join when they were young? Yes. Okay. There's there's some there's some have been there over fifty years. Wow. Yeah, in the lines, you know, uh, there, you know, it ranges anywhere from twenty years of service, to, you know, to to fifty years of service in the same club, you know, and they've done fantastic things over the years. I. My thought is when I came in as president, I said, "What? I didn't want to change everything. What can I do to just add my spin to it?" To yeah, I brought in. I have a lot of business contacts and that would help fund things and deliver things. Our Christmas party for the Lions, I you know we give away uh, Xboxes, Playstations. I've given away Apple Watches. I've given away things Ooh. for yeah. It's just uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I for our club, you come to the Christmas party, you don't have to pay for a raffle ticket. Your ticket is the raffle, you know, and uh, we we give it away for our club just as a thank you. Okay, so you're saying it might be a millennial thing. How do we get more people? This is a great cause, and I think people, I feel like millennials want to do good just like anyone. No, I am not, yeah, and I'm not saying all millennials because we have a Leo club in, in at the Hamilton High School that. Uh, um, Shelly Henley uh, runs a Leo club. A Leo club is that it's for high school? Yeah, it, it, yes, it okay. is. It, it's and and there are I don't remember what the count was, but I think it was close to thirty. Now they all definitely donate their time. I'm there are just a lot of people out there that 
don't want to get outside their ecosystem. They just really just concentrated on what's in it for them. And they don't want to, they don't understand how to help people or why would I want to help or why would I want to donate my time? Is there, are there opportunities for guys like you or uh, even just people who are enthusiastic and maybe charismatic to go up in front of these kids and and sell what you guys are? I would love to. I I do. I did visit the Leo club, I think once or twice in school, but it's not, those are the, those are the kids that you don't need to motivate because they understand why they're there. Yeah. I don't know how to get in front of except by this medium right here to get in front of people and say, look, we're the Hamilton Lions, as long as you're 18 years hold or on. older. Guys, hold on, listeners of this podcast, if your kids, I'm guessing a lot of them want to go out and do great things, like I think I'm gonna instill this in my kids to say, hey, if you wanna go out and do something great, like the Lions Club setting it up for you, you just gotta go there and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard Ben say it um, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, when he came to the town, they said, you gotta join, this is what you need to do when you come to the town. One of the things was, become a lion or become part of the lions club right um i listen five years ago i didn't know what the lions did i, I was totally oblivious to it until you know friends of ours said you know hey why don't you and your wife join okay you know we'll, we'll join let's find out what it's all about it's been a great experience um the one thing i can tell you is that and you said it sam already is my two boys seeing what i've done in the past two years they're involved they're arm in arm with us when we're doing the food collections they're arm in arm with us when we're delivering the food they, they've seen it and now i've instilled in them this is what you do for people this yes. is how you help your community this is a part of being a, a, a human being helping others uh, listen i am not a wealthy person i do what i can with what i have but i will give my time you know <laughs> yes to this, so. it's, that's very clear um but I think that I think that there's a step that needs to be taken, and I might be wrong. This might be me being naive, but I think that most people, or at least a high number of people, want to help. But it's the the fact that they have to take one step, whether it's like joining a club mm-hmm. or or signing up for this or filling out some form for this. I think that if it was just people like convenience and like it to be easy. So if someone was like, okay, I can just show up and be part of this and help. But your sons have this access to it. Like, you're their dad. You're the president. Mm-hmm. So, And as soon as they go, they love it. I don't know. I don't know what the, the solution is off the top of my head. But I feel like if kids well, could just get easy access to knowing, hey, if I show up here, I'm gonna I'm a part of the Lions Club. and I let, can- me, let me be clear on this. So we meet the first and third uh, Tuesdays uh, of, of the month from September to May. Some months have one meeting because of holidays and stuff like that. And the events that we have, like we do an Adopt-A-Road in town where we clean up uh, Fairview Avenue four times a year. Um, they don't have to be involved with everything that we do. You pick you pick a niche. Find find what you see. Out of, we, we do a silver coin fundraiser. You go there, you just hand out the things when you walk in. And people, you know, when they pay their bill at the end, 10% of the, of the bill goes to the Lions, you know. Um, like I said, the adopter road. You want to do the cancer thing. You want to do. So if they do want to do these things, like say someone is listening now and they're like, "I want to do that adopter road." Mm-hmm. Uh, who do they contact? Do they contact you? They could contact me, or they can just Google Hamilton Lions. You'll see the web the web page come okay. up. Okay. All the contact information is there. We like I said, we meet at Marcello's uh, first and third Tuesday for in you know we pay twenty bucks for dinner for and dinner gives you. 
Uh, we got four different entrees, salad, all the soda, oh, coffee, there cake. You, go. you know, you come eat and you become a part of it. Uh, the the yearly dues are, I think, eighty five dollars oh, or pennies. something like that. You know, it's and like I said, you get to be a part of something. I. Sam, you get to be a part of something. The biggest thing, Sam, that the challenge is how do we get younger members to join? We That's something that we've been asked for years, asking ourselves. How do we get people motivated to join? Yeah. You know, it's I it's think hard. maybe, uh, I don't know, something with a bigger social media presence. I don't know. We're on yeah. Facebook and all that stuff, and I try yeah. to get it out there. But, yeah, I, I don't know. We, it's you're, you're a great contact, and it could just be something. It could be something just – maybe you can be a member you yeah know? you know well I mean? dude i would love to like i said, like I you, said know, you don't have to be there every yeah. meeting and now like i said like when i can come i would love to come like you, you would you would be motivated you by guys a lot of things that we do i'm already motivated it's something that that should hit home um it, it doesn't take a lot of time our meetings are 90 minutes you know it's, right. and it's I'll put I'll put some contact information on mm-hmm. on the description of this episode. But I have a serious question for you. We always like this. Were you always like this good doing, no, uh, no. motivated, no. fatherly, no. nice guy to New Hamiltonians? No, like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I because um, it seems pretty natural. It seems like you've been like this forever. I'm going to attribute it to a couple. I was a I was definitely a slacker in school. Oh, were you? yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, nothing. Everything's an open book with me. I, I had, I'll hide nothing from you. Um, You're in Hamilton, bro. There's no secrets here anyway. I can no. just go to the school and find I, out. Myself. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I failed seventh grade. Went to summer school. Oh no. Um, so I'm gonna tell you something that I really don't share, but I'll share it with you now. Right. So I didn't. My senior year in high school, I really, really slacked off, uh, and um, but the principal was really nice. I didn't have enough credits to graduate. So um, he let me go back. The next year I had to go back for one class uh, uh, for six months to get the credit I needed to graduate. So I didn't walk, I didn't walk with my classmates uh, for graduation. But you're a smart guy, man. Something tells me this was had nothing to do with intelligence. Well, yeah, so <laughs> nothing – listen, there's nothing against that. So about everybody has a job and there's jobs to do. So, yeah, I, I went to school. My parents – and my wife's parents, two different upbringings. My parents, I never knew about college growing up. It was never you go to high school, you go to college. Really? You go to job. Everybody in my family was you go to high school, you go get a job. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm more on the Becky side. Yeah, sure. so Becky was brought up. When you're done high school, you go to college. You get yourself a degree. You go yeah. and you do what you got to do. I wasn't brought up that way. Nothing against my parents. Very old school. Um, this wasn't, just wasn't brought up that way. But I, um, my thought process was on that was okay. So I'm in school. I gra- I, I so I finally get a graduation. I worked at uh, Hershey's Ice Cream in town here on the Pike, and I was there. I don't know uh, when I was like up to like 19 years old for about a year, and I'm watching these guys that are in their 40s and 50s that have been there for 20 years or so, working in this you know sub-zero freezer. You know, and oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, and I'm saying to myself, I don't know if I can do this my whole life. What am I going to do? I always had a niche for something, and I always loved electronics and stuff like that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to see what I can do. So I, I went and um, got went and got a degree 
in uh, electronic engineering uh, back in, uh, gosh, 90, I graduated. Um, immediately went into the IT field, you know. So I've been in IT uh, this coming September will be 29 years. So let me get this straight. You never once were successful in school. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I, would be, I was, listen, no offense. Well, you know what? The teachers have taught me because I was a Wait, were you a, were, were you a read preschool student? Oh, wait, no. no, he, no that, this was a little no. bit. I forget. Yeah, yeah. no. Okay. I wasn't not reading, no. But um, I, I, uh, I, gr- I glided through high school a lot based on the fact that I played football. There were some certain teachers in school that, hey, you play football, you know, you don't really have to work. That's a real thing, huh? It's a real thing. I'll be the first it's one hilarious. to tell you. I got good grades in some classes based on the sheer fact that I played football. And that's that's that. Um, but, yeah, so I decided to get uh, an electronic engineering degree. Uh, got in the IT business. Um, you know, I've been in every industry imaginable in IT from transportation, finance. I worked for the DOD for four or five years. Uh, it's I'm finally at a... So, a, I'm sorry. Basically, though, the the time you decided to stop slacking <laughs> was like in an ice box Here. with a bunch of older dudes. It's Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I had a similar thing with myself. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, where do you see yourself? You know what I mean? That's the question I had. Like, I, am I going to be doing this? What am I going to be doing the rest of my life? You yeah, know? it's way too abstract when you're like 16, 15. But when you're actually working and you're reaching 20... And you see these people have been doing it starting yeah. when they were 20. It's like, oh, okay. Exactly. So not, I mean, it's like, you know, fast forward, I have uh, a fantastic job at, at, a, at a, a top five uh, mortgage lending company in the country. We're soon to uh, blow up and hopefully um, give Quicken a, a challenge here. Uh, I'm a, a senior director of network engineering uh, there. I have... The one key, I, I I attributed everything is I wanted to do something I actually gave a crap about. It's like I didn't care about the subjects in school, but when I found something I was interested in, um, yeah, I remember a couple of years ago when we were telling you were telling me about your job, but I could tell you're you're into it. Oh, sure. I love it! I, I love it! I wouldn't do it. And the one thing I could definitely tell you, any any, uh, hopefully within within uh, the next year, I get promoted to VP. But it's uh, the. One thing I, I've learned, because you were asking me, how did you get to this point? So it's um, my my work ethic, how I I was definitely a slacker. I wasn't like this my whole life, you asked me. Yeah. So there was a certain point in my life where you say, how do I focus on this and ex- succeed at it? So I treated the lines just like I treat work. How do I succeed at this uh, and, and make it something of my own? One thing I definitely tell anyone out there, because one of the biggest things I could say is being a manager of people, uh, I am definitely uh, very hands-off because I believe that everyone that works for me is professional. I have probably eight or nine engineers that are super smart, and I hire smarter people than me. Mm -hmm. That's the key. You can't be afraid to hire people smarter than you because that's... Oh, no. Don't let your ego get in the way of people. No, you, you hire people smarter than you because then it makes you shine. I got awarded at this job here. It was uh, manager of the year, which was a really, hey, really, really big congrats, deal. congrats, man. Thanks, man. So it was a really big deal because we have a lot of managers, a lot of great people, and a lot of great teams. 
Um, but it was a it was a close vote. I'm trying to find out who didn't vote for me. Kind of take their network access away. Oh, but, snap. Yeah, so, no, no, it, it was it was really good, and I have a, I have a, it's a great it's a great company. So it's cool, um, it's, it's good. Very cool, dude. Hey, you know what else is cool? Questions from the chat pack. Okay. I picked out four for you, dude, but you only get two, so choose wisely. All right. Do you want me to pick both at the same time or just one right just now? Just one. Okay. That's what people have been doing. All right, here we go. If you were a professional artiste, what would be the theme of your drawings slash paintings? Boom. I, what would be the theme? Yeah, so there you are, you, open canvas, working with a palette. I see myself more as a uh, Jackson Pollock kind of guy. I, I just put crap on the, on the board <laughs> to make it look like, to make it look like something. I You know what? I see what it is. You might not see what it is, but, I, you know, I, uh, see, I, I see two dogs frolicking in, in, the, in the woods yeah. on this picture. But I see myself more of a just, I guess, organized chaos. Yeah, you know, would would be on that. I think you see twelve million dollars sold. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes of work. Yeah, cool. Jackson Pollock. All right, right on. Hey, here's another one, man. Best of luck. Okay. Very good. All right, dude. Oh, this is a good question for you, given your new uh, lifestyle. If you had the ability to compete in any Olympic event, which one would you choose to enter? <sighs> That is would it be heavy lifting? Because I mean, that was kind of no. It wouldn't be that. Nah, you, you, I don't. Okay. I don't nah, Those are just goals. That's yeah, not what you want. Yeah, in the Olympics. Any Olympic event. I mean, we're talking event. next, Michael Phelps. We're talking about that high jump. I'll tell you goal. what. The most hysterical Olympic game. Oh wait, wait, wait. Are, we, know, talking, are we talking curling? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it's. I think a uh, high five to curling. Yeah. I think we should. Uh, I think it takes two to curl. Am I yeah, right? It does. You need the guy with the broom. Or okay. the lady with the broom. Uh, listen, I I, I will be the first that th- fool with the broom. I remember the first time I saw it. I'm like, <laughs> are we watching ESPN eight to Ocho here? Like, what? Are, what is? What's going on? Why? What is this? I don't know. I don't know how many years ago it was. Like, what are these people doing? And I was like, wait, this is the Olympics. What is this thing? Well, dude, and there's then, what? How many Olympic events are there in the world? And you just looked at me and you're like, you know the one. I'm like, yeah. I know the one. Yeah, because like, <laughs> what? There is a skill to it. So it's like bocce on ice or whatever you want to call it. Shuffleboard on ice. It looks so funny. It looks funny. It's like, do you really have to be in shape for that? I mean, you, you know. You, so what do you, you do? What do you do for practice? Look, look, I'm gonna yo, go sweep scrubbing. the driveway. Yes, I'm gonna go sweep the driveway Dude, for about let me 20 tell you, minutes. Sometimes when I'm mopping the floors of Reed Preschool, I get a little burn. You get a little burn, right? <laughs> you know, you want your kids to slide something across the floor. No, it's curling. It's got to be it's, curling. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got to be curling. It's just if there's one thing I've learned from this conversation with you, Michael, <laughs> it's all about the curling. <laughs> Is there anyone that you would like to give a shout out to in this world? Uh, obviously, um, the the current uh, reigning lion of the year, which is my uh, wife Becky. Uh, she, uh. Yeah, I, uh, she was outstanding uh, f- uh, this past year, and she she's was, an outstanding person, man. She is awesome. She is one of a kind. One of a kind. She is the epitome, and everybody always says, "What is that word?" But the epitome of lionism is putting everybody putting others in front of your needs and that's what she does she she Um, definitely does so there's certain people in this world that make me nervous and it's not mean people it's not 
people who try to be intimidating. It's people who are extremely good people. For whatever <laughs> reason, like, I feel like, oh, my God, she's so good. Like, I better make sure I'm on my AK. <laughs> I don't know. She's, like, one of those people where I'm like, Becky is such a good person. Like, uh, you know, can't say a bad thing about her. You know she's got your back. Like, yeah. such a, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's genuine, and she just she's just genuine through and through and it's like uh i mean obviously to that uh obviously i have um senior lions art and carol orsi who who have been uh fantastic through the the whole process you know the whole uh orsi family uh lori uh, uh lori orsi lisa the clerk uh john the clerk the current reigning president matt zuccarella he's you know he's got a uh a year ahead of him um, you know, something I haven't told the Lions yet. I know I'm thinking about making a return as president maybe in a couple of years. Oh, you know, so. big announcement yeah, on the so. pillars. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. You got a lot of good stuff out of me tonight. The best you know? stuff, man. So, you know. Yeah, thank you for everything, man. Um, no, and thank you. You know like, what, Sam? We're always looking for uh, a guest speaker oh, dude. at our club. So you talk about what you do. We're always about that. So. If, if you guys would want me for whatever no, reason, absolutely. I, would, I would love to. Yeah. No, absolutely. That would be an honor for me. But um, also, I'd love to help you guys. Um, I just didn't want to – I was talking about it with my friend earlier today. It's like, man, we have four kids. We have to spread ourselves through that. I know, so listen, like, I know what it's like with two. I'm not even going <laughs> to remotely think Double about it. Double trouble. Yeah, man. So that's it for me, man. Anything else from you? No, I, I don't have anything else. I think I covered everything that um, I wanted to, and I can't even begin to thank you for um, having me on. Yeah. Uh, it's long overdue. I know well, we're playing uh, date tag here. but you Yeah, know. but uh, yeah, well worth the wait. And like, look, you're going to hopefully become VP, trying to be president again. Your fitness goals continue. So uh, hopefully if this show is still up and running in uh, some time, We'll do part two sometime. And let me just go say, like, listen, it isn't fitness all the time. I have to have a cheat meal every once in a while. I was going to ask you. That might have been my great question. When did you, When's your cheat day? Um, so that's, again, the, the greatest part about I've learned about dieting is that if you don't mm-hmm. have those occasional cheat meals, you'll just lose your mind. So mm-hmm. I say uh, once, once every two weeks is a cheat meal. Wow. Once a month. Or maybe once every, maybe a cheat day. Oh, you're a better man than me, Michael. Yeah, yeah. So you, it's like the cheat days aren't good. Believe me, they're 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 Dude, ugly. I have I have those uglies once a week, and oh my god. No, like, I mean my 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 cheat days consist of it starts uh, uh, IHOP. I go to the Williamstown Farmers Market <laughs> and grab donuts. Uh, oh, they're so good there, do, dude. Donuts. Oh, they're peanut what butter donut. Is, peanut butter. I had tried that. Maybe it was like a. a, a blueberry i don't know there was one. there's two different blueberries there's a cake one and there's one that's just full of blueberries it's just like madness yeah it's it, so it, it's that it's brother's pizza at night it's 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 uh, uh oh my god cake. it's ice cream it's, it's what a, are we promoting here michael well, well, what are, the, i guess the message is is that there your diet doesn't have to be consume your whole life my cheat meal maybe on a friday night when we're ordering out or something Maybe uh, a cheesesteak and, and fries, you know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. you know what I mean? That meal doesn't break your, your – your, even the cheat day doesn't break. As long as you get right back on the horse the next day, yeah. you're, you're good. I guess the message is to everyone. It's like, if listen, if you have health concerns or anything like that, just do the right thing. Everybody's diet is different. 
people do the the keto, who do the Atkins, who do, does what I do, the carb cycle. Intermittent fasting. Is oh, that, big right that, now. I'll never figure that one out. The the the, the fasting. I'm all about it right now. Are brother. you really? <laughs> I gotta time. know, man, because that that I can't I can't imagine working out and not having to have eaten. It's just I, I get mean, in this primal state of mind where I'm like hungry and I'm just like. You want to kill somebody? <laughs> yeah, but I put it out in that elliptical. Well, why know? is Sam eating the weights? Uh, we don't understand. <laughs> but but no, again, thank you for uh, for having me. I pleasure, man. It. Pleasure. Thank you, buddy. All right, brother. The kickstand crew, baby. Alicia Murphy, tell them what's up. Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to tell you guys about our next big event is uh, Tweed Ride. It's going to be on October 13th. It's downtown Hamilton. Um, you come dressed in your most dapper duds, tweed ties, and hats. Um, we do a six-mile ride through town. We end at Vinyl Brewing. Um, your ticket is $30. For that, you get uh, refreshments in the beginning, you get a beer, you get some pizza, and the rest of the money goes towards, um, you know, making Hamilton a more bike-friendly, fun place to live. Um, if you want to check us out on Facebook, we're on Kickstand Crew Hamilton, and we're also on Instagram at Kickstand Crew Hamilton, and you can find all the ticket information and the ride information and future rides and uh, see what we're up to. All right. Thanks, Alicia Murphy.